Yo, welcome to the Zillionaires Podcast, where we mainly talk about Seattle-related sports topics and other things as well. I'm your host and moderator, Solo, from Brooklyn. What up, what up, y'all? This is Chisler from Seattle, Washington. They call me the wizard of Washington sports. Every night I gaze into my crystal ball and see the future of what's going down. What's up, guys? This is Krusty from Yakima. I wear my fandom on my sleeve. I get crazy, I get emotional, and I like to throw down ultimatums. Let's have some fun. All right, guys, we're back. Episode 10. Can you believe this? We made it to double digits. Wow, dude. Double <laughs> A digits. decade of episodes. I mean, 10 episodes <laughs> Ten episodes is 10 hours of people who can't get that back in their lives if they've listened to every one. <laughs> We've stolen 10 hours from people. Oh. oh, my gosh. It's kind of been, like, crazy this last... I don't know what you guys have been up to since the last podcast, but I've been to, like, three different countries and um, flown around. I've been on a bus a couple nights and been drinking like at like two in the afternoon at these festivals and by the end of the night i'm just absolutely beat down and tired and then get back on a bus and sleep three hours wake up again it's been like it's been nuts for some reason but um dude i i work from crazy. home i've probably been in three different rooms in my house in that same <laughs> amount of time <laughs> i think i've been in the office the kitchen bedroom where have you been doing crusty you've been working hard yeah, man, this time of the year for me is pretty much, uh, if I'm awake, I'm working. And it's it's hard to shut it down. My wife has definitely had enough of it. You know, I just, she wants to have a conversation about anything that's happening in her life or in our life or our house or anything. And I can't focus for more than like 30 seconds because I have been thinking about work so much. So, yeah, pretty wiped out, too. Had Tired. a hard time just about to... What? No, go ahead. No, I said I was about to say I had a hard time focusing on you talking about that for 30 seconds. <laughs> what do you guys call that? Do you have a name for that? We call that workhead at our house. We're just like, oh, I'm in workhead. Sorry. I have no clue what you're talking about. Uh, I don't know. I just call it life <laughs> now, it seems like. Yeah, well, but, you guys, yeah. you know, everybody's working. I mean, I just want to start this off, though. I know I texted you guys yesterday, but uh, the other night. I had a most surreal experience of my life. <laughs> I know this is not this has nothing to do with sports, but I want to document this story. I was staying in this place called Tunbridge Wells in England, which is like the southern part of of England. Near uh, if you go in, it's it's far away from London, probably an hour's drive south, and. Uh, we were all day in the studio. We were recording all day, and we were really tired. And we go back to this hotel, and it's a really old hotel. And we have a nice dinner downstairs. And at the end of the night, everybody went to the rooms, and we're like, "All right, see you in the morning. We're gonna get up really early because we had a whole other day in the studio." And um, so everybody gets in their rooms, and I, before I get my key, I ask just jokingly to the receptionist, "Is like you gave me the best room, right?" And she's like, oh, I don't know. It's kind of random. And she's like, you guys, you guys all have the sweets. Don't worry. And then she goes, oh, hold up. Wait a minute. Actually, you're the only room that's the standard room out of everybody's. And I was like, oh, I don't care. We're only there for one night. I was just joking anyway. She's like, no, do you, it's all, do you want me to upgrade you? I was like, no, it's, it's fine. So <laughs> Weird. I go to my room. Okay. I open it. Yeah. I go into the room and it's. It's really old, and I'm like, oh, it's kind of stuffy in there. And I, I try to open the windows, and it just cracks a little bit. And um, 
But it's pretty late. I'm really tired anyway. So I lay down on the bed and I'm watching Netflix or something. And by the end, like I basically have to go to bed. And so I turn it off and I open the window to get some fresh air in there because it was feeling really cold or really hot. And I just lay there for, it seemed like two hours. And I'm not sure if I actually fell asleep or woke up, but it didn't feel like I had fallen asleep yet. And, but those two hours went by long. You know how that is sometimes when you're sleeping, right? Like you're like, did I sleep? Did I not? Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was like in and out of it. I couldn't tell. Well, at one point I, I opened up the blinds just a little bit to crack it and the moon was out and it was shining in and look, the light was just kind of coming in and I could see it and I could see the whole room and it was totally bright in my room and I'm laying there and I looked over to my right and I see this person walking towards me wearing a backpack, but it was like all white and a hat and he's like three feet from me in my room and I stand up and I let out this guttural yell of like freak out scream. I don't know what it was. And I try to like hit the person. I'm just like swinging at it. Like get the fuck, get out. And I open the door. I'm getting jacked. I'm getting jacked. I'm going to open the, I got to get out of the room. So I open the door to run out and I'm opening it and I look over and it immediately disappears, whatever it is. And I just go, and my heart's beating really fast and I shut the door and I just lay, lay back on the bed. I'm looking over. I don't see anything. And I was just like, oh, my God, it was just a dream. It was just a dream. But my heart's just beating. And it's, like, really cold now in my room. I'm like, what happened? It's, like, freezing in here. And I pass out. And I don't remember, remember passing out. And I woke up to my alarm. And I was like, oh, shoot, I got to go. So I get up. And I go downstairs. And I see some of the guys. And I tell them. I was like, man, I had this crazy dream last night that somebody was in my room and I tried, got up and everything. And they're like, wait a minute, you got up and ran, almost ran out your door. I was like, yeah. They're like, you sure you didn't see a ghost? Then I started to freak out. Cause I was like, Oh, I don't really believe in ghosts. I don't even believe in ghosts, but it was the only explanation of what I saw. I mean, it was so real that I saw this person that I freaked out and tried to hit it and try to run out of my room away from it. I've never, sl- I haven't slept walk since I was a kid. So other people hear your screams. That's well. The other, the bass player sitting next to me. Rob was in the other room. He's like, I didn't hear anything. Um, I thought of that, um, but he's a deep sleeper. I wouldn't expect him to hear anything anyway. But um, it's got carrots I googled it the next crazy. day. Actually, I, I I texted Holly. He's like, Hey, I saw a ghost, and she did some. She's like, What's the hotel called? So she did some research and sent me this link. And it sure enough, that hotel is haunted. Somebody had some girl back in the day had apparently jumped out of the window. Um, and because her, she wasn't able to see her lover and killed herself. And they say she's been haunting the hotel room or the hotel for years. And I think, wait, hold up. This is the best part. They say one room is specifically haunted. What room was it? 16, the one that I was in. Why would they put you in that room? Of course. That's so bizarre, right? To keep the legend going, there's people who, there's touristy people who do that, like, as a thing. Like, they travel around the world, like, staying in haunted hotels on purpose. You made that joke, and she was like, oh, I'll put you in the haunted room, dude. I think they have a little, I think the janitor goes to room 16 and puts, like, PCP in the sink. 
Like in some sort of like water supply. I went down. And then you just like. So I asked the I asked the receptionist. I was like, "Is this hotel haunted?" She's like, "No, not that I know of." I was, she was like, "I've never heard of that." And I was like, "Oh, okay." So we all just like wrote it off like it's not. But then when I started reading this information, I really got freaked out even more. Like that had to have been what I said. Like how would anybody, why would I just jump up out of nowhere? Hadn't been drinking or anything. I was completely sober. It had a weird feeling all night. It was really weird. Anyway. Crazy. How about them Mariners? (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) It obviously impacted you, man. You texted us like right away. So. Oh, it was really. In- I mean, I've been thinking about it all. Day. Oh, yeah, and then I woke yeah. up and I had a cold. Like I was just sick out of nowhere. I didn't feel sick at all, and all of a sudden I got this cold. So I don't know, man. I will. I will say. I will say to answer your question that it does seem like maybe the Mariners have been possessed for about twelve games because they look like a different team all of a sudden. Oh, Krusty with the great segue. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I still wanted to talk about well, this new sickness that you got from the ghost. So it's like a GTD or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, aren't they supposed to make you really cold? Like they get, I mean, the room was freezing at this point. And I was like, what's going on? Like, and trust me, I don't believe in any of this stuff. Like I didn't, I've been a skeptic for years, but I can't explain that I actually saw something and I tried to run out of my room in the middle of the night. It was like, if you could definitively tell me thing. that it was a dream or you were awake and you actually did this stuff, then I'd be like, okay, let's dive into it. But now I'm just like, okay, you need to sort it out in your head, man. I st- here's the thing. I stood up, opened the door to get out, and that's when I and that's when it disappeared. So I just like immediately my brain was like, oh, I was dreaming. But how did I stand up and do that? Like I would never do that. I don't sleepwalk anymore. I'm not like five years old. <laughs> I haven't sleptwalk in years. So you caught you yourself awake yeah, outside of your bed. No, I never caught myself awake. I was purposely trying to get out of the room, and then that it disappeared, and that was the only thought I had. Was that I must have been dreaming. There's no way there, because I didn't even think, you know, I wasn't like, oh, did I just see a ghost? I was like, and yeah. it would happen so fast, and my heart was beating so fast that I just like went back to sleep, or I, I just laid there freaking out. And, um, but yeah, the more I thought about it, the more I was like, I was fully awake. I fully saw it because if you could have seen the, when you see someone standing next to your bed, kind of in the middle of the night, that in your room, it freaks you out. Like, yeah. It was oh, the yeah, freakiest sure. thing I've ever seen. My 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 daughter, when she was like three years old, would wake me up in the middle of the night, like by like she would like crawl up on the bed and like be sitting on my chest, and I would like open my eyes while she's like hovering right over my <laughs> face, and it was like the scariest thing that's ever happened to me. You're like, ah. she's lucky. She's lucky she never got like punched in the face all the time she did it because I was so scared every time. Wow. Well. Let's let's transition into sports. Should we talk about the finals right now and talk about how Chisler was a little off on that killer instinct? <laughs> hey, I will say, though, I mean, obviously in that last game, LeBron played incredible. He's played good. I mean, LeBron has played good. It's just that Curry and, and, and Durant have played insane. I mean... The two of them are playing historically good right now. And really the reason that the only reason they lost that game four is because Curry was so terrible. He finally had a bad game and LeBron outplayed him. But. Yeah. And it looked like to me, like I haven't been able to watch any of the games. They aren't at 2 a.m. over here. And uh, I will, I just watched the highlights. It, it looked like to me that um, 
that the Cavs were just on fire. Like everybody was Kyrie had a huge game and LeBron. I feel like that's yeah, the only Kyrie way actually was, it was historically yeah. insane. Kyrie was I mean, they broke records with yeah. how well they shot the ball. So Oh, okay, yeah. It was like 136 to 119 or something crazy, right? Like Yeah. And they had a 20 point yeah, lead the yeah, whole game. Yeah. Basically. Wow. Yeah. Well, the game's yeah, tonight, they, they correct? Put for you guys. It's it's on at 2 a.m. here, so is it it's on there, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But but so none of I us are actually yeah, right so far, yet. I, none of us are right yet because no, it's, <laughs> it's not, not, it's over, not over, and we thought it was going to be over. And um, well, I called. I called. So far, this is exactly what I've called. Yes, I said let's recap this. Golden everybody. State would win the first three. I said Golden State would win the first three, and then the Cavs would win one, and then Golden State would put them away, which is yeah. what I think is going to happen. So it has tonight. to be a put away for Crusty to nail tonight. it. Put away tonight. Yep. If they, Although I also called Curry, I also called Curry as the MVP, and it's definitely Durant. Definitely and I called Durant. Durant as the MVP. Okay, so Solo's yeah, got so, the MVP call, and they have to uh, lose one more, right? Yeah, Solo said that the Cavs would win too. Yeah, but you know what? Like I said the other day, look, everybody predicted that Golden State would destroy them. There was nobody who actually thought Cavaliers were going to win. I didn't hear one person say this. Except for Chisler. Except for was the only person. I was like, every newspaper, Vegas had a 3% odds or something like that on the Cavs winning. I mean, it was ridiculous. Like, there was no way they were going to win this, according to everybody in the world, except for Chisler. So I, but I went along with yeah, it just because yeah. I wanted to have a little bit of fun. But like, I. So do you stick Durant with your, def- you stick with your pick that they're going to lose one more? Well, yeah, I mean, I have to now. Okay. I mean. I think Cresty's more correct on as it. good as good as as good as Cleveland just looked. I think the uh, you know their chance of winning another game at home is is solid with how well they just played. So yeah, I mean I didn't realize how good Golden State really was going to be with Durant. I mean they are a different team with him. And like I said, I haven't watched them, and I've watched all the major highlights, like the ten minute highlight reel. I can't believe that guy's seven feet tall and just flies around the court and shoots and- the ball. <clears throat> And let's be honest, that's the type of team, like it was when LeBron was with Wade and that super team. It's the type of team that they're just like, they're just like going along during the year. Like the whole season, the only thing that matters is the finals for that team. Because if they don't win the finals, it's a failed season with how good a team they have. So it's all just like, they're just going until... That was probably the, the smartest finals. thing I heard, uh, either on the commentary of the of the game last night, or it was either on the radio. But it was something to the effect of, "Yeah, that team was going to win seventy plus games, or around seventy games in the season. They did not get Durant to get them to win seventy five games. That didn't matter. They didn't exactly. get them to yeah exactly. Durant to win the first round of the playoffs. They got Durant to win the championship." And the fact that he Correct. stepped up and is the MVP is pretty much, you know, the money in the bank that you asked for when you got him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that you can see in those guys, even Clay Thompson, who went out for 30 in the third game, like you can just see that these guys like have basically just been waiting. And now they have all this pent up like, all right, let's do this. Like <laughs> this is, 
You saw them come out. I was going to say the opposite, dude. These guys proved their colors that they were all had shaky foundations. Clay went on a total cold streak. Now, like you said, Curry had a horrible game and and really isn't leading the team. Well, yeah, but they're... And the, they don't have the killer instinct. That Durant had to come in with his killer instinct to get them over the no, top. No, get them no, over no. the tizzle. It's no, no. I mean, I think Durant did also, but Curry was Curry had double doubles in the first three games. Yeah, and he had almost a triple double in one of them. Like Durant was the by at the. I'm end not of saying game he didn't. Three, I'm saying he's Durant. fell off though. He like mid, midway through no, no, the no, finals, no, he, listen, he has listen. a bad game. That's it's, pretty bad. It's, it's the NBA finals. Like you're not gonna like the guys playing against you are good. <laughs> like it's the NBA finals. Like. It's not like it's just up to you. You don't get to get to choose. I haven't the seen anybody like, been able to stop Durant in the NBA finals. I think Durant is—he's better than Curry. I think Durant is really him and Curry are, are benefiting so much of off of each he's other. He's better because they can't he's better than Curry. They can't double he's better than Curry. What do you guys think of these article <laughs> I read the other day um, that Durant is now? Got to be dubbed the best player in the NBA. That's what I'm saying. That's exactly where I'm going. No way. He's better no than way. Curry. Is he? He's not better than LeBron. No <laughs> way. And I still don't think he's better than Curry. You guys, you guys, this, I'm okay. I've, I'm going to confess. I hate the NBA. I thought I hated the NBA. I came in with uh, definitely my jaded opinion on the NBA watching these finals. And I've just been watching the games just so that I can chat with you guys about them, really. Because, you know. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and they are complete garbage. They are so boring to watch. They don't have any of the drama of the NBA of our childhood. Man, they Dude, you're just being nostalgic. It Come is on. just it's up, amazing. It These is players just are so up good. Tempo garbage. I would say they're better. It is just up tempo three point shootout. Like you literally drive three or you throw it up three times <clears throat> down the court, shoot a three. Throw it three times down the court, shoot a three, and maybe somebody will drive it to the basket. And if they do, it has to be like one on one. The way that the rules are, it's so weird looking. It's like it's not entertaining to me at all. Well, they changed that game though. I think they're good. Changed it was Michael Jordan. That was like the start of that one on one, and that changed the whole NBA. It was it was our era of basketball that made it what it is today. Really. Well, I think that the. The three-point line either needs to move back or it needs to get harder or something because it is like it's just a, it's just such an advantage over a two-pointer that it makes sense yeah. to shoot a three. I get it. They're so good at it. Like if you get the same percentage shot from a three as a two, why not take the one that gives you more points? And that's what they're doing. Except, and it's not fun to watch. I don't think as much as flying fly to the, the rim like Sean Kim, dude. Team. Fly to the rim like Sean Kim. Except, <laughs> except that the most successful team over the last decade has been the San Antonio Spurs, yeah. and they won with inside play, balanced play. They shot threes too, but they won with with their center and power forward play for 12 years, and were far the most successful. So I would say that it's a very recent shift. And I think it'll be like a fad. It's like the NFL. But I'll ask you this, Chisler. I know you prefer aerial offense over running the ball in football. Like, you'd rather have a good, successful passing team than a running team. 
Ooh, when you, that's <laughs> a good point right from there. From an excitement standpoint, from from an excitement yeah, standpoint. Yeah, and I think like, I think the same were, like criteria that I'm u- using, which is drama. I think there's more drama in a passing game in the NFL and there's more drama in a you know, defensive kind of grinded out drive to the rim game in the NBA. I'd have to disagree with that. I like watching these guys shoot the lights out from all over the court. They the the Me pick too. and rolls around the corners, and I don't even fade away threes in the corner that they swish all the time. It's incredible. It's like playing double dribble. Remember that game? I think maybe I think maybe for me the one reason why I'm such a stickler or why I keep trying to lobby for Curry. I, I acknowledge how good Durant is, but for me, Curry has the quickest, most beautiful release on threes I've ever I've just never seen anyone who can do what he does it's incredible yeah, to watch his him release, shoot he just he flicks and, the and ball in his, he's so consistent he has such insane body control he like can jump sideways and still shoot like a straight pure three like I just the ability to come off a screen and instantly shoot it like or step back and instantly shoot it while he's still guarded like I've just never seen anyone so fun to watch shoot muscle memory is incredible he can literally shoot yeah. it from anywhere like it's cool to watch i think it's fun i do like to see good like pick and rolls i like isaiah thomas one he's probably actually my favorite player because i like driving the he'll take it into the house even if there's two or three guys down there like and finish tough layups and stuff um but I think that the three point like proliferation is going to be a fad that moves on. I think we'll see it like in football. You see, you know, goes think people go to the to the uh, read option, go away from it. Like I think it'll be it'll transition. I'm even back. critical of the of the game where they do drive it to the hoop. Like okay, Kyrie Irving last night drove it to the hoop every single time, and but it ends up having to be one on. Four basically, or one on one with three guys standing around with the way that the defense can't help or something. I don't, I don't get the rules exactly, but it's really well. That's a slight, it's really change, but, weird. But that was true with Gary Payton. Yeah, and, that, that's, I mean, that's always been true. Changed, like, yeah. I feel like, the, been, I feel yeah, like that's, the, that's how Michael rule. Jordan played. That's how Gary Payton played. I mean, that's that's how it's always. Allen Iverson made a career of that. Allen Iverson did that in every single game. No one had ever done that more than Allen Iverson. No, I think well, I think back then you could Mr. you could one get one away one. from your guy for some reason from some of the hard picks or something. Like you could actually some you could the, actually make distance has- between you and your guy. And now it's like you they can't touch you, you can't touch them. There's all this like, you know, I don't you can't really set a screen the way that they could set a screen back then. <clears throat> You're always kind of they set picks all the time. On your they, guy. It's that's how the game is. It's just pick and rolls. No, that's but Chis- Chisler's right. The 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 rules have slowly progressed towards offense because they think it's more exciting. Just like in the NFL, the rules have progressed towards scoring offense. Like okay, it is much harder finally, to play defense in the NFL right now too. Finally, mm-hmm. I am so uh, okay. I've I've gushed about LeBron. I've said he's this and that. And he's good and this. I'm over that dude, man. I am so over. <laughs> I am so over. As far as great players who play the game, I'm sure his stats put him up there. But dude does not have the same finesse, the same kind of style, the same smoothness on the court that the greats of yesteryear had. 
He plays with a physicality that just bowls people over. He goes straight to the rim. He has no, you know, like I'm saying, he has no finesse about it. It's not pretty to watch. It just happens. And even though he does it, I don't think it, I don't give him credit for being amazing. I feel like he, he gets credit for having a physical prowess that's unstoppable, but that's about it. He's dope, dude. He's yeah. So I gotta good. say that was the most ridiculous statement. You know I've how ever. many? You know how you know how few <laughs> NBA players that are power guys with his build can do half the things he can do. Yeah, he's a really good three point shooter. Just he's speak a really to my point, dribbler. man. Just speak to my point. You think he has finesse? You think he has style? You think For he his, has no, of, no, of, no, 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 no? Here's here's of the, thing. the greats. I don't think that being great requires any specific style of play. I think you can be the greatest of all time without finesse. If you're the most powerful, I, okay, unstoppable fine. thing in, That's great. in basketball, yeah. you can be the greatest. It's just not as cool to watch. Like watching Dr. Uh, J, watching Allen Iverson. They were so watching, much slower back then, though. If you watch that footage watching from that dudes time, like that, that had now. flair is nice. The, yeah. pa- the pace LeBron, that they if, play at if is LeBron ridiculous. would have played when Dr. J played, if LeBron would have played when Dr. J played, LeBron would have scored more points than any player in the history of the NBA, like in his fourth year. Yeah. I agree with that. The, the, he would have scored 80 points a game against those guys. We're not talking about comparing the game. I'm saying comparing finesse, comparing okay. oh. style. There's there's like True, you can watch a tennis player. Power. You can watch tennis and you can still say, oh, well, that player has a I appreciate their style more than I appreciate their. Sure. Power. OK, OK. I, th- I thought you were using it as a way to diminish greatness overall. Well, I mean, it does in my mind, but it doesn't have to in your mind. That's, but, but that's, that's the more, opinion. What part you're of saying it. is it diminishes your preference for him as a great player. Yeah, and I I, I hearken it to this particular story. Okay, so I grew is up another, in college. Is this another so, one of your dad's stories? <laughs> no, no. Killer in college. <laughs> in college. <laughs> <laughs> I watched this. I watched many people play the game um, Tony Hawk Skate. Oh, Tony I played Hawk, so pro skateboarder on on the PlayStation. Right? Yeah. I saw I saw this friend play it. I saw that friend play it. <clears throat> and I was always like, okay, so it's the game. And then I watched this one particular guy play it, and he played it where he never made a button push that was inappropriate. He was never just flicking the board around like you could do so easy as you're just skating around <clears throat> and he he was smooth it was like it was like his buddhist mantra was to just play this game as smooth as possible and i'd never seen anybody play it like that and from then on i was like oh you can play you can do everything with a certain style it's even down to playing a video game and it, it just made me appreciate that fact more. So sure. I appreciate it. I appreciate it when people can bring their own flair to it. And I, I will add on to that point. Because I, I agree with you. I think that there is definitely something to an athlete when you look at it and just say like, wow, that's like magic. Like you're watching it like physical magic. He's so smooth. He's just everything looks effortless. And I will say that the play, the athlete in my life who emblazons that more than or is that more than any other athlete I ever saw was Ken Griffey Jr. 
Oh my god! I thought yes. you, I thought you were going to say Walter Jones. His swag. No, his, <laughs> no, Walter Jones was more like LeBron. He was just an unstoppable force. Okay, at least he but, got back in there. But Griffey, but Griffey, Griffey was a good smooth dude. Yeah, he, yeah. He, 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 you look up smooth and and mm-hmm. style and like finesse in the dictionary. They should just put a picture of Ken Griffey Jr. swinging a baseball bat. I agree with that 100. percent And I actually do agree with you, Chisler, about the the style of the game. Because yeah, when I watch. When I watch LeBron, I'm not like, wow, he's so smooth, as opposed to watching even Durant. You know, Durant's way smoother out there, like the way he yeah, feels for around. Sure. For being for sure. seven feet tall West, as well. Westbrook has more swag. Westbrook, Westbrook too, has yeah. a lot of cool But, you know, swag. LeBron, LeBron's got that killer instinct. <laughs> <laughs> and he gets the job done, and his statistics prove that he's, he's, he's arguably the greatest of all time. But, um, I mean, either way... I do believe we're living in a great era of basketball again. I, I believe it's back to the Jordan times of all these amazing players. And I've talked to a lot of huge fans of the NBA and believe that right now is another golden era that we're in. And case in point, <laughs> I I'm do watching think there the was NBA a down era for a while there. There yeah, was definitely was. some down years, but I, I have been begrudgingly pulled back in. I, I definitely, we've already talked about boycotting because of the Sonics thing and all that, but <clears throat> I've been begrudgingly pulled back in a lot in the last year or two just because of how engaging and captivating some of these players are. Mm -hmm. And it's the stories behind them. I mean, I'll have to say Curry brought me back into it. Just his story of like, who is this guy? It looked like a kid. Let's not... Let's not pretend a couple of years ago. I mean, he looks a little older now, but when he got his first championship, he was like, or he only has one, right? One championship, mm-hmm. one finals. He looked like a child and he just beat LeBron the beast, you know? And it was like, whoa, this kid is awesome. So that kind of got me back into it. And I got to, yeah. you know, give him props for that. Um, well, I'm still on the outside and still hate it, and I think LeBron's I, terrible. And I don't, so. I, don't, <laughs> I, I totally agree with you. I mean, you can have your opinion. No uh, one else. Let's do it. Let's, let's, let's keep this keep this uh, sandpaper out there. Chisler is the biggest flip-flopper, by the way, on in the NBA. Just a week ago, he was like, killer instinct LeBron. He loses well, three games in a row. He's like, ah, I hate that. I watched, I, watched, I watched three games, and I realized what a fool I've been for being sucked into this by you. <laughs> oh, man. I just lo- I lo- I'm into it. It again it's weird I, i'm like you crusty i i've begrudgingly have been like oh i guess i'm into it again i don't know why because i hated the nba after the i've Sonics. been thinking okay they're they're talking about bringing this this group in that's going to renovate the key arena in seattle right and okay they, they pretty much are all dialed in for hockey and the guy instead before they picked this group before that, he was saying, oh, yeah, I'm buddy-buddy with all these guys in the NBA, this and that. And then after they <clears throat> picked the group, he says, okay, just to be real, Seattle, this isn't going to happen for like 10 years. The NBA is not expanding. I, I know all the conversations. Uh-huh. I am buddy-buddy with these people. It's not happening for 10 years. And I say to that, you know what, fine, because that gives the NBA 10 years to evolve into something I actually want to watch. Ha! No, <laughs> uh, that makes me sick, though. That makes me want to throw up. I can't wait. The concept of having to wait a decade to get another team to get my team back is just disgusting to me. Yeah, yeah. they're gonna get a hockey team. Like it sounds that's like within crap, a couple dude. years, but they won't get a basketball team for a while. That's re- that's so what I want to see happen. What I want to see happen now. No, if if that's true, if we're not gonna have a team for a decade, I what I want to see happen is I want to see Isaiah Thomas get traded from. Boston to the Portland Trailblazers, and I'm just going to be a Portland fan for a while. Yep. 
I try to get into the Nets because of living in Brooklyn, I, and I went to actually a game once, and I don't know. It was just, it just didn't seem right. I can't, it's hard to fall, be a fan of a new team, really. Truly uh, is. I need that green. I need that green jersey, dude. I know. I need that Sonics jersey. Well, actually, let's talk right. about a Seattle right. sport. Let's let's go to the Mariners. I mean, they're kind of. I'm like I said, I haven't watched anything, but I check the standings every day and all the highlights. They look like they're like having a great little run right here before the break. Before before Krusty gets into it, I'm just gonna say, from a solo and I standpoint, they also made a great move, which is they locked up Gene Segura for five years or something, seventy million. So <clears throat> front office is backing us up, Krusty. Is it backing you up in your hate and your <laughs> Off the bandwagon baloney? No. They're saying let's let's build. Let's put some money behind this. Let's go. We're going. So Well here's an interesting good. here's an interesting thing. People can jump on ESPN and uh and find this article on there. Uh but there's a recent article that was a study of uh the Mariners farm system. And uh, the basic analysis is there's real two really nice two really nice prospects, and that's about it, and nothing else. It's, <laughs> it looks it looks rough, yeah. And that's that's the national perspective or whatever of a one of the baseball guys through for them or whatever. But and it really it really says that you know they're going to have to do some serious work of trading some some pieces to to get prospects to get young guys that aren't going to help right now. Or, or in the go with not, what they have. Or in the not far future, they're going to be terrible because they won't right. have enough people. So um, I don't know. It's interesting. I've been very, you know, surprised, pleasant. I've watched a f- few of the games with my work hours. It's been tough. Uh, I actually really enjoy baseball on the radio. So I listen to ra- the ba- the games on the radio. I just prefer the calls of radio and stuff. Um, so I'm kind of weird like that. That's really the only sport I listen to on the radio, but I do like it, and that lets me work while I'm doing it. Uh, yeah, and they've been fun. I mean, they've they've been producing a lot of runs. They've won ten of the last twelve games. Uh, they're still thirteen games back, so it's all wild card at this point. I think yeah. unless uh, unless they're Houston just falls they're, apart, they're, they're, they're no, just they're one, one, one game under. One game oh, under. Okay. Yeah. Either way, but it's great, you know. And, they're and, only and one and a half nice back. Wild card, right? One and a yeah. half back. Yeah, something like that. They're Maybe they're two, they're now. hitting two they're hitting two sixty as a team. Which isn't terrible. I mean, that's, yeah, compared to what we've seen in the past years. Yeah, from what we've seen before. Cruz looks like he's going to be back uh, or is back and, and good to go. Um, I agree. That's a good move by the GMs. I mean, I you 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 guys act like I'm rooting for them to fail. I'm not root. <laughs> like I want them to win, dude. I want them to be dope. I just don't buy. You can't believe in it. You can't put any hope in it, though. You can't. I don't. Poor, I don't put hurt. any. I have zero faith in this. Ending up I'm a putting sound clips together of crusty hating. Yeah, good. Do it. Yeah. I, I, I just have I don't have faith. Why don't you start your I hate mariners.com yeah. website? I'm a skeptic is a good way to put it. I'm just a oh, skeptic you've been hurt. because because we've been right here before, guys. In this last 12 years, we've been right in this position. I don't I don't I am not once. even invested. Trust me. I'm I'm not invested. I'm only invested in saying like the GM's making the right moves. I'm not invested in this season. So, yeah, I might be I might be off the bandwagon more than you might be. Even. Segura <laughs> is Segura is amazing. He's exciting. This guy and and, and he has incredible. a real strong connection with Cano, which I didn't realize yeah. uh, came out, which is really cool. Because there's did like say a that, new, 
nucleus of dudes then you know yeah and they did LLBs. say that Hanniger is gonna <laughs> stay on the dl for a couple more or down uh he's designated down for a couple more uh days i think but once he gets back if he can kind of keep being the guy he was he'll add a lot more to the team too i mean they they have the potential to have an incredible offense it just depends on how that pitching staff holds together they brought up another bullpen guy uh saturday well if they can stay around 500 uh, throughout through the All Star break, through August or through July, through August, and then make a run for it September, just just to make the playoffs. That would be fun, and that's all we can hope for, really. And they're not gonna. I mean, the thirteen back is really tough to come to make up now. I believe, and especially yeah, unless the, the Houston whole, had major injuries or something. Yeah, exactly. Man, the AL West is horrible. Everybody's thirteen mm-hmm. back. It's like it's first yeah, place, and there's yeah. this thirteen, thirteen. It's like I, I was just looking the other day. I was like, "Are you kidding me? Like, what's going on in our division?" Yeah, it's it's kind of too bad that Houston has been so dominant because you would have a you would have a good shot at the whole division right now. If you know what I mean, if if they were somewhat as bad as everybody else, you'd be right in yeah. the running. But yeah, well, it's kind of an off off. Uh, off sports season right now, really for us. I mean, is there any Seahawk talk out there? I, I kind of haven't really been able to see what's going on. No, not not much really going on right now. There was just the <clears throat> kind of uh, the signing of Austin Davis, and oh, that's true. Yeah, we did the, follow uh, that up. Well, did you letting the letting official Grace... not getting of Kaepernick? Yes. Okay, that's how you want to put it. Good. Well, that's I mean, more succinct. All right. So, how do you feel about that Austin Davis signing, Chisler? I think uh, I really, really appreciated the way the Seahawks uh, did that whole deal. I mean, I think they got who they wanted, right? So they didn't really, at the end of the day, uh, want cap, I think. For media reasons, who knows? I don't even think I can speculate the reasons. But they decided they wanted the other guy, this Austin Davis, and... What I really appreciate about the whole thing was the way they let Cap go. They said to the rest of the league, we worked him out. He is a starter in this league, and he should be a starter in this league. And that's why we're not taking him, because we already have a starter. And even if that's not exactly oh true Lord, even me. if that's not exactly true, <sighs> I think that that's Are a you drunk in that the was daytime? like. <laughs> That was a great way of letting him go because it totally framed the conversation differently than what's been going on. It said they put the voice out there that said Cap is worth playing in the league, even though we're not taking him, which was totally bizarre. Like it was totally media manipulation to do that. But it makes them look good, makes Cap look good, win-win. They don't look like the rest of the owners who are boycotting him because of his stance with the Black Lives Matter thing. And they basically say, we agree with him, but we're not taking him. So it was masterful media manipulation by the Seahawks. And they end up getting the guy for league minimum that's going to be terrible backup, but, you know, whatever. Okay, so that is hogwash. Here's the message (laughs) that's actually going out to the rest of the NFL is that we worked out Colin Kaepernick as a backup quarterback specifically, and he wasn't good enough for the money he wanted. 
That's the answer. It has nothing to do with this media stuff because you. Everyone in the league knows that Seattle does doesn't care about that stuff as much as other teams already. They already know it's a different culture where they can so, make that stuff work. <clears throat> but what they say, what, what this the, says, what? what this hurts Kaepernick's image so much. What this said is that he was not worth when they actually put him on the field, physical, mechanical throwing, football stuff. He wasn't good enough to be a high-paid backup quarterback. That's what it says. Wait, wait, wait. So are you up on the fact that Kaepernick tweeted out, retweeted one article that said Kaepernick is not asking for starter money? He retweeted that no, article. I know that. Yeah. And then the very next tweet that he said or sent out was something uh, backing that up again. Like that the reason that the Seahawks aren't picking him is not because of money. So, but it, no, that, that's argue, not, that but argument just said two different things. That's not the same thing. He's not asking for starter I'm saying, money. I'm, he's he put, asking he put for both an of expensive those out there. backup, though. He's not asking for league minimum. He's asking to be an expensive backup. If he wants $2 million, $2.5 million, $2.2, somewhere in that range, which is backup money, not starter money. That's backup money. But he's not good enough to be a backup, expensive backup. I, I hear your point, but I think I'm saying that what I gathered from those tweets was that he's that it's not about money it was the thing that he was tweeting, not that it's not about starter money versus backup money. It was just it's not about money. So I'll take that at face value and say, if it's not about money, then it was a masterful way of letting him go. I think what I think what this does says to the rest of the league is that is that Colin Kaepernick is not a starting quarterback and might not be good enough to be a backup quarterback. Why would they go out and just say that he's a starter? Then that doesn't make any sense because they're polite. You think why that they would, why need would they to bash be, a guy? When have they bashed a they guy? They need in the media? to be polite. Yeah, but they, they don't just need are. to say they're, he's a starter. They're a classy organization. They just are. <clears throat> they picked a really specific way to weasel out of it. Is all I'm saying, and it. I don't think they would have just for that reason, but that's cool. I don't know. <laughs> I think you guys both make good points. I mean, I have this. Crush, we don't, uh, we don't want to argue this time. John, I mean, I like listening to you guys talk about this. Uh, Chisler is like, I mean, you always like have kind of like these like really off angled ideas of how things happen. And they're usually very personal and media related, which is good because, um, and Krusty usually just comes from a specific like workhorse, like coach player, like what happens on the field angle and none of that drama matters. And this is why the debate is so good. If I will say that, I will say that if what Chisler says is true, then yeah, sure. Kudos. They handled it. Well, they almost make themselves look good as an organization by doing that in a, in a certain way. Exactly. Um, but but I just don't give them that credit. I don't I don't think it's that like I don't think it's like this mastermind thing going on behind the scenes with all that stuff. I don't think so. either. I just think they brought him in and he and he couldn't complete a pass the way they wanted him to. Yeah. Well, and then I also so. think that he probably wanted a little too much money. And, you know, in the end, it was like he's not worried about money. I don't think he's even worried about playing. And um He's like, I think you you said that I think what's going to happen is he's going to wait till someone gets injured and they have to bring him out. You know? Yeah, I think he still has a good shot to play. And that's his only real shot at being a starter anyway, is mm-hmm. if he just needs to stay in really good shape and wait for someone to lose someone for the year. Well, 
I don't know. The other day, I was uh, watching Netflix and realizing that there's so many good like Netflix series on right now. And uh, are you guys into any series? Is there anything you're into right now? I thought we'd talk about that just for fun. Well, we did. It's it's not on Netflix per se, but we. Um... Sure. I got I want I got the idea that I, I never saw Westworld that oh yes I want to watch sci-fi that. recreation on HBO right yeah and I was like okay so what are my options I don't have cable I'm not going to get HBO the channel but you can go and you can get HBO now or HBO Go for fifteen dollars a month oh you can um, I didn't know that can, <clears throat> yeah so you can also I just for comparison I went into my Roku and I was like oh I can buy a television series oh too. So I was like, oh, I could just buy Westworld the series. And that was like 30-something dollars. And then you can sign up for HBO for a month for $15. So I was like, oh, I'll just sign up for $15, watch all the Westworlds in a month. Yeah. That'll be easy to do. And then I'll have saved 15 bucks, and I'll have all the other HBO content. So what we did was... Since we have the Amazon Prime thing too, you can now just get channels in Amazon Prime. So we bought HBO through Amazon Prime because we had some gift card money. But I think those downloads are for people that travel a lot, like me. Like when you you don't have access to Wi-Fi all the time if you're flying all the time, and because I always wondered that. And it, it, sometimes I'll be flying. I was like, man, I really want to watch my series, but you can't connect. Um, <laughs> Are you dying over here? You're gonna have a lot of. I know. Somebody call 911. Somebody call 911. You're gonna have so much editing. I'm gonna wrap this up for me. That's not getting edited out at all. That was too good. Wrap this up for me, guys. Oh, that's (laughs) hilarious. All right. Well, yeah, um, I'm definitely a binge Netflix show watcher. That's definitely my jam. Um, And I'll just point out two things that I do. I'm uh, watching right now, just came out the second season of Master of None. Which is uh, Aziz Ansari's oh, so show, good. and I like that a lot. It's just weird and different, and really unique feeling. Um, I don't always think that all of his stuff is super, or that every moment of the show is great or anything. There's some weird slow parts and stuff, but overall, I just kind of like the perspective. It's just a fresh, different feeling show. Um, but just last night, or maybe I agree day, with that a hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just yesterday, I watched. Uh, I watch a lot of the Netflix stand-up specials. I love stand-up comedy. That's one of my favorite things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I got to say that uh, Homecoming King, which is uh, from the Hassan Minaj, uh, was oh, yes, I was saw that too. amazing. And so his energy is, is so intense. So, like, if you haven't watched Homecoming King from Hassan Minaj, dude, get like, turn this off and go watch it right now. It is so, I know exactly so what you're good. About too. And, like, not only just funny, but like poignant and like, very mm-hmm. raw and very honest and like it was one of the better specials i've seen in a long time i really really liked it with that special like i'll be honest i only watched half of it i'm not done with it yet the, the style of it was like he's been waiting his whole life to do this it's such an incredible uh it has a good storyline and it's really like well thought out i'm wondering if he can even follow this up because it seems to be so perfectly laid out for him a lot of comedians have that problem after they have their shtick they're known for you know is like yeah what they can do i I agree and and in the second half of it it gets even more that way 
because he starts to really tie it all together at the end. So I, it gets more story based, more raw at the end. Yeah. Um, and his vi- the way he used the visuals as part of the story and stuff were really amazing and cool as well. Um, but uh, I would say that he's not going to be able to do a special in that same style again because he'll never be mm-hmm. able to follow it up. You know, um, not unless he has crazy amounts of stuff happen in his life, you know, and then maybe you could do it again, but he'll have to switch to some sort of other style, but he's got the daily show, which means he's going to end up doing all kinds of awesome stuff in the future. I'm sure you watch the daily show. Uh, I don't watch every episode, but yeah, I try. Um, I made friends a few years ago with that guy, Ronnie Chang on there. He was, do you, have you seen that comedian? He's a, oh, yeah. he's from Singapore, but he, but he was raised in Australia. Like, I was playing some festivals a few years ago, <laughs> and <laughs> and he was he was uh, he was actually the the comedian between each set of music, and um, it was a traveling festival, so I got to hang out with him like four times, and we talked all about what it's like being Asian. But like raised in like white countries, sure, <laughs> or, sure. You know what I mean. Being, and it, he was really cool. And then we still actually email and stuff. I'll be like, "Hey man, I see you on Daily Show. You're crushing." He's like, oh, "Thanks man, I just moved here and like keep talking about hanging out with them." But like he's kind of blowing up, and I kind of want him to be the next Aziz in a way because he's funny. Yeah, he's and, good uh, for sure. It was funny because the one, the one of the jokes that I had that he told me, he was like, hey, I have this joke that I want to say between sets. I don't think it's funny because I was playing with this guy named Angus Stone from Australia, and he's got a beard. And the guitar player had a beard, and the uh, bass player had a beard, and the drummer, everybody kind of looked like him. And he's like, you know, I have this joke that I want to say is that everybody thinks that Asian people look the same, but... I just saw Angus Stone. I want to say that all those guys look the same. And I was like, he's like, can I say? He's like, can I say this joke? I'm like, yeah, man, it'd be hilarious. So. Awesome. <laughs> anyway, uh, what do you? I've what do really you watch? Bloodline. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, so my fiance Holly, she's from um, Key Largo, and she's been she tried to get me into the show a few years ago. It's called Bloodline, and it's based there, and it's it's a drama. Uh, a crime drama based on this dysfunctional family born and raised there. And, and, uh, they have this like, um, kind of hotel and this inn and this, like a bed and breakfast kind of situation. And they've made this fortune and they're all grown up now. And there's like one son who, who's a bad son. And they have another son who's a good cop. And then this girl who's like a lawyer and, and, Another son is kind of a fuck up, but like the whole the whole storyline is based around this family, and there's all these demons and uh, uh, skeletons in their closet from the past, and it's just unfolding into this insanity. And I've already been watched; I'm on season three now, but I highly suggest it. It just takes about six episodes to give it a chance because it's it's a really slow build. Hmm. But once it gets going, <laughs> Chloe Sevigny's in it. There's some good actors from the past that are like that. Um, that you would remember from from a long time ago, and they're killing it right now. Cool, cool. Um, other than that, I mean, sh- I gotta say, we write, should we wrap up ten? I mean, we did it. It's crazy. Ten man. hours of this. It's awesome. Maybe that we're, like eleven. Uh, awesome. We're getting them done across the world now. It's pretty cool. I know, and uh, the cool thing is, is like we're doing it, and it's really, I mean, the finals are up, but Chisler only wants to talk about Richard Sherman, so we gotta get those hawks going. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we'll get on. <laughs> Trust we, me, I, I, I've got a whole laundry list of Richard Sherman points <laughs> I can bring up next episode. All right, all right. Um, well, it's good talking, guys. Let's. Uh, what are you guys doing this week? I got to get out. Of, I'm I'm flying. Uh, I'm going to be back up in Europe. It'll be like in Norway and stuff. Nice, dude. 
Norway. Oh, dude, find uh, find a bottle of any beer made by the brewery Nonye. N O G N E. Yeah, Nonye. Find oh, any. I know that beer. Yeah. That, oh, their It'll beer be is around. amazing, dude. There's, it's so good. But uh, yeah, I'll just be working every moment I'm awake for the next uh, two months. Wow. <laughs> Except and for when we do this podcast. Be working from home. In his pajamas. <laughs> I'm just, uh, yeah, just trying to hang in there, guys. I'm just watching your Facebooks and just keeping, a, keeping the dream alive. <laughs> Going from room to room. Nice. <laughs> yep. All right. Take it easy, guys. All right. Take it easy. Peace.